1: Hey everybody and welcome back to Roll the Ridge podcast. George, mate, can you imagine, can you actually imagine if we signed Kylian Mbappe? Just just ditch all cynicism for a second. What what would that do for Tottenham if we signed Kylian Mbappe?
0: For, uh, mate, if we signed him, um, I'd just get on a flight back, straight back to UK, get my season ticket back and, uh, and that's it, man, go win that league, go get it done done and dusted. Camp
1: camp outside the Emirates with an Mbappe Tottenham shirt on.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, Emirates, uh, Stamford Bridge, King Powell Stadium is one of those really subtle ones for me, so they're the ones I really want.
1: Oh, really? Is that, uh, do you know, uh, one of those like for me has always been Southampton, St. Mary's, isn't? no, that's the <laughs> old one, what is it now? What's their new one called? Can't it remember what their new moves, Browns, it? It? It's called. is called. No, Vidal, that was their old one, wasn't it? Yeah, it's St. Mary's. Videl, yeah. Yeah, no, I hate them. Good the way they so, lost. I, I was glad they went down. Yeah, it's a quite a nice away day. Although I saw us lose that, you know, when James Ward-Prowse scored that free kick, it doesn't really narrow it down, does it? But
0: no, no, I think he scored a few against us. Do you? Uh, uh, I've just seen today actually where Stan were looking to get him. Apparently they're oh, like,
1: the in well, well, him. That's a guaranteed couple of goals against Tottenham, isn't it? So yeah, great. But well, welcome, welcome, first time appearance on on Royal Race, George. We've 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 exchanged well. I mean, we've chatted on Twitter for many years, we've exchanged voice notes down the years, but I thought, why not? Let's get him on. Let's get him on to uh, put the world to rights. So you, uh,
0: well, the, the real story is, I've been asking you to get me on this for a long time now, and you've just been putting it off, so... Well, yeah, you, no, cheers you, for having me, I appreciate it. You, you usually ask, though, after we've just lost a game, and you're really annoyed, and
1: you're sending me, like, shouty voice notes, being like, just get me on, just get me on, and I'm like, I,
0: d- yeah, yeah. I don't know
1: if this is the energy right now, George, but... It's pre-season, so at least yeah, you're getting like limbered up at the moment, right?
0: I'm, I'm chilled, I'm chilled, George, now. I'm over the whole of last season now. I'm over that fresh start now until Kane leaves, and then uh, I'll be stressed again, but yeah, good to go.
1: You said uh, just then, just to fill in the people at home, you said just then that you're, you would fly, if we signed Mbappe, you'd fly back to the UK and get your season ticket back. Where is it that you live in now, and when did you give up your season ticket? Because you've been a season ticket holder for a long time, right?
0: yeah 34 now uh was a season ticket holder older when i was 15. for some reason when arsenal actually won the league at white Hart lane i decided that month i won a season ticket at spurs i think i think i just want to be depressed i don't know <laughs> um but yeah so i got my season ticket then been a season ticket holder ever since until this season i live in dubai now i've been living here for the last three years uh just been putting on the exchange and stuff like that uh but this season was, I think, last season under Conte was difficult to watch, wasn't it, mate? It was just, yeah, uh, I, I just, I just couldn't watch it anymore. And do you know what? When I'm, when I'm seeing how much money my season ticket was costing, um, and how much they've just raised all the prices, and then we just don't reinvest that money back into the team, I just thought, do you know what? What am I doing? And I know that I'll, I'll get rid of my season ticket. Someone else will snap it up. Yeah, but do you know what? Uh, at least that's their money. It's not my money. I don't think. Uh, got Vendetta against Levy, don't I? Uh, don't really want Levy to have my money, to be fair. Not, not until I see some real investment. And when I mean reinvestment, I mean proper ambition. Not, not just because we're about to sell a big player like Kane that we decide to buy all these players. I'm talking about when you've got Kane. Like, for example, that season when we came second to Chelsea, we are at the top of our game. I thought we were the best team in the league that year. Yeah. And um, that was a time to strengthen. And what do we do? We've done the complete opposite. For 18 months, we didn't sign a player. And for me, that's just, it's criminal. You buy when you're on top. And I do think that we bought two or three good players that summer. One marquee sign in there, you, you win the lot the next season. Just like Liverpool done exactly what we did, except they actually invested that summer when they had to. And we just never, well, never done it.
1: Dare I say, mate, Arsenal have done this summer. You know? I mean, you've got to yeah, worry about yeah. that, right? Do you worry about that? Or am I alone in, in that paranoia? No, no.
0: I... I um, I've learned to not worry about too much. I think when they start getting the points on the board and they start playing the good football like they did this year, I thought after like game ten, I thought I started looking at them thinking, you know what, they've got this momentum, they've got a good mm. team, good players, not a lot of weaknesses around their their team. I'll, I'll be honest, that it. starting eleven can't see a lot of weaknesses. And do you know what, with uh, Jacques going, uh, he had a good season last year. To be fair, but Jacques going, they've improved on him. They've got Declan Rice. Yes, yeah, a lot of money, but do you know what? he's it's a brilliant not, player huh? it, he's a good player it's not eating into their uh, their transfer budget because they bought another few players in there I think they've taken up to 200 million now so what's 100 million if it improves their team it improves their team that's the way we've got to start looking at things but we don't We everyone wants to be a businessman when they're Spurs fan <laughs>
1: well look well, let's, let's, before we dive into too much about Spurs because I do want to talk about this stuff because this is very much on my mind at the moment as well we're sort of joking about Mbappe, the whole idea of him coming to Spurs, him saying he's not interested at all, that doesn't come as a surprise to anybody here. But we're seeing now that, you know, he might he might end up going to Saudi Arabian League in a deal that's gonna almost be worth about a billion Euros. I mean it's kinda Mad. I mean it that is mad, isn't it, right? It is it's not just it's not normal, is it? Like the, the the yardstick seems to keep moving and moving. When Chelsea, I'm sure people before our time were saying of like you know when Tottenham and all this were the first millionaire clubs, we'd ruined football. And then we looked at Chelsea who are spending, you know, like, several million, and then City now spending loads of money. Whatever, do you know what I mean? Like it, it keeps on moving. Is football just like is it just fucked? Like what's because I find myself feeling more and more detached from it. I know people can say, oh, you know, they're just going out to the Saudi Arabian League. It's going to be a farmer's league and all this. But, you know, it'll probably be a matter of time before they're in the, in the Champions League or something, you'd imagine. Or a super league will be created, as we keep talking about. And it's not just about the talent going to Saudi Arabia or something like that. I don't uniquely have a problem with that. It's just these sort of sums of money that... I found it hard to stomach with City doing this. Like, City almost have made football feel like it's pointless in some respects now, just how good they are, how dominating they are. Maybe they'll wobble when Pep goes, who knows? But you'd imagine they'll just bring in somebody else as good as him or, you know, in that similar kind of relative trajectory. Newcastle have come along now.
0: That's the big one. I mean what what are clubs like Spurs supposed to do really because yeah I th- yeah, that's another yeah. bit isn't it it's just uh, it, yeah it's just one of the that, that's one of the reasons why I gave up my season ticket as well mate it's just um, I look at Newcastle they scare me
1: I mean they're miles ahead now aren't they I mean I think people thought it was going to be five six years didn't they before it really took off but they're there now and I mean we, we've been talking about this sort of previously right to me Eddie Howe is a few bad games off of getting sacked and then bringing in Julian Nagelsmann now right uh, I agree for, for as much as everybody wants to say oh Eddie Howe's done an amazing job um, <laughs> it's not going to last long is it if, if, they, if they don't continue to improve this season
0: yeah I mean um, with this whole Saudi thing I mean living in the Middle East now uh, a lot of the clients I've worked with are Saudis and when there was all the talk with the Saudis taking over Newcastle, I was saying to a few friends back at home, I was just saying, um, if the Saudis take over Newcastle, it's, it's just game over. And they're like, no, no, there's loads of clubs with money. And I'm, I was just like, I was literally telling them, I don't think you quite understand the level of money these lot have got. And uh, when I first got to the UAE, actually, I, was, um, I applied for a job um, for an agency. They closed a massive contract for the Saudi government. It's to do with sport, and the investment that they were telling me about, like that. They obviously I didn't get the job, so I don't know all the details. But the investment they told me about, they were saying like it's billions, and I think it's I think it was like five billion. But now I think it's actually more. So I've heard other reports that I think in football they're looking to invest 20 billion into it. Um, a billion of that looks like it's going straight into Mbappe. <laughs> um, it's mad, yeah now that they've taken over newcastle honestly uh it, it, i think i think this year's a bit too soon for him i think when the owners came in halfway through i think it was a little bit too late i think like you said eddie howe i think maybe november time or something like that they'll start slipping I, I thought they were a little bit weak at times last year i mean obviously they got top four i just think it's because everyone else around just wasn't good enough but uh, they got a bit of momentum at one point uh, it reminds me of when spurs got full f- that year when we had Nico Crenshaw, uh, Modric, and those Good guys. Johnson. And we, was Good Johnson playing for us? Yeah, some? I think he was yeah. I think he, I think he was. I'm pretty sure it was. But it reminds me of that year where towards the end we weren't doing very well, and then towards the end I think we beat uh, Arsenal at home, and all of a sudden we just had this momentum. We just started beating everyone. I think we only lost one, which was to Man United the way. And uh, as per usual, um, yeah, Newcastle remind me of that. And then I think that they will drop off at some point. I have just got this feeling that Hal's not going to last half the season. They'll just get Nagelsmann in, realizing that there's an opportunity there for a top manager. And it'll just be like Man City. They had Mark Hughes with all the new money. They done quite well, and then City just took them to the next level, didn't he? So, yeah, uh,
1: they just build. It's like incre- incremental gains, isn't it? That's uh... yeah.
0: It's just slowly building up to that moment, and then uh, yeah, and then obviously they've City ended up with Pep, and now look at them treble winners who would have thought anyone would win a treble again since the 1990 um but yeah the, the saudis are, are i mean you can see what they're doing with this mbappe deal i personally think it's mental if mbappe says no i think it's too much money especially if it's only one year you just take it you do your retirement he's already in. won a
1: world cup hasn't he you know
0: like people can't yeah, doubt his, his legacy cup. yeah yeah he's uh He's a special player. Like, uh, like I said, I, you know what I think of Hurricane. I think he's the best striker in the world. I think there's one player that's better than him um, in that position, and that's Mbappe. Obviously, Mbappe could play off uh, like inside forward, off the wing as well. But yeah, Mbappe is the only player I'd exchange for Kane. I, I, I just can't see anyone better. To be fair, um, he's the best player in the world. I mean, yeah, Messi should probably win Ballon d'Or based on the World Cup, um, but the best player in the world is Mbappe so uh,
1: if spurs want to actually really achieve anything you can't help but feel that now we're in that place where newcastle let's say let's say within in the next 10 years newcastle will be another team like man city they will just be amazing pretty much every year you're always going to have arsenal liverpool united chelsea floating about in the mix you got Spurs there, you know, Villa, a lot of investment going into Villa, Everton, yeah, if they, the you camp. know, Everton, if they ever get it right in the end, might kind of, I mean, but they never seem to, do they? Everton's another story. but no, they,
0: Yeah, I've, I've always sort of backed them as well. I think it's because they're the Spurs of the North, so yeah. I've always sort of backed them. I feel like they tried the trial and error. I think that season when they bought Hammers, Rodriguez, Allen, I think... That was just uh they doubled down and it just it just didn't work in the end they looked good at the beginning of the season and then it just didn't work out but fair play they had the ambition to try and do that and then it just all caught up to them especially when ancelotti left as well i think but is this is this sort of what we because i
1: mean the, the point i wanted to sort of make is like what are, what are we supposed to be hoping for whilst at least while we have these owners until we get our own kind of state led kind of buyout or whatever what are Tottenham supposed to be hoping for?
0: I think that it's, it's frustrating because we are so close so many years. The last six or seven years, I feel like we've always been... There's, there's this thing in football, right? Where everyone says, oh, we're 10 years behind. We're not. We're. Uh, everyone says that. Everyone says you're 10 years behind, 10 years behind. I remember Liverpool, I think we finished above them eight of the last nine years or something. And then the next year they got Champions League football. And then the year after they won the Champions League. Uh, so they, they got Champions League final. Lost and then the year after they went and won the Champions League because they, they bought like four or five players. They had Alisson in, 65 mil, Fabinho, 50 mil. Um, Van Dyke was like 75 million. Um, I think 12 months before they bought Salah. Not even that, I think it was six months, uh, about 12 months before they bought Salah for 37 million. Mane the season before, I think, for 35 million. They just went, they doubled down proper and they bought some top players and then all of a sudden they won the league, they won the Champions League. They won World Club Cup. And uh, we're just not prepared to do that, man. We just we just don't do it. Like, we come so close and you think, do you know what? Yeah, everyone says that, we're 10 years behind. Just buy two top players, one top centre-back, one top attacking midfielder, replace Eriksen finally, replace, I don't know, Dembele, or replace Jan Vertonghen or Toby or whoever. And we just don't do it. We just wait and wait and wait until it goes to shit. And then, all of a sudden, we panic, and then we start spending money. And then, it, I've always said that there's only two times in, in two different situations that Daniel Levy will spend his money. Number one, if we're really struggling, we look like relegation candidates, like two points in eight games, uh, halfway through this season, I think as well, when we are really struggling. And then the other time, the other situation will be if we're gonna sell a big player. If we sell Gareth Bell, we'll buy six players. We're selling Kane by the looks of things. I, I can't see him staying personally. No. Um, so now we've decided to buy a cam in Madison, who's a good player. Now we're deciding to maybe look at a centre back, which we still haven't actually done, which is ridiculous. Now we've got a right back. Um, it's just frustrating. Like we're going to do all the right things now, but then we're going to sell Kane. It's like, why couldn't we have those players to play with Harry Kane? He's he's the best striker. Why can't we just do that and we just don't do it? We just well, won't this is the major the
1: frustration, isn't it? It's the major frustration that you know. I've I've sort of spoken about like we cannot lose Harry Kane on Twitter. We just can't. We cannot try and convince ourselves of this world where we're somehow yeah. better off because people say, "Oh well, if we sell if we sell Kane, we'll be able to reinvest that money and buy centre backs." But why aren't we buying the centre backs anyway? You know, like yeah, what, we've why exactly. this has been what three three years now? We know we've needed good centre back reinforcements. We just haven't done it, and I I cannot. I cannot understand it. I I honestly can't. I find it maddening. It shouldn't be that a club who generates as much revenue as we do now, who yep. charges their fans as much as they do, who has yep. uh, uh, well I've spoken about that with the revenue generation. But just that it's always this idea that oh well we can't do that. We can't we can't spend. Look, we've been this this Dutch centre-back Van de Ven he may well be a good player I have no idea I've never seen him play I've never even heard of him before we were linked with him and I'm so, not saying that's a sign of whether he's a good player or not but why are we if, if we if our whoever talent ID department have said this is the guy we need to play in Andrew system he, he will cost about 30 million pounds why are we still haggling over this I don't yeah,
0: just, I, I just don't just understand it yeah i agree and the thing is a lot of people would just say that oh but that's just not how football business is done do you know what it seems the way it's done for every other club apart from us and that's a frustrating bit it's just just get it done if Ange wants him go get him and we're not we're not talking here about a world-class centre-back that's already been touted as the best ever and every other club are in for him and he's a hundred million this guy's 30 million just put the money down 30 million's like five million five years ago so just just get it done honestly like if he wants and 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 another thing by default any new center back coming in should improve us because what i saw last year was abysmal and i mean plays like dyer uh, i know you like davis but davis for me as well dyer sanchez these guys that come in they just they're just not that level they're just not at that level for me um in in terms of ability and and just the profile isn't right for me either. I, I want I miss those plays that we had like Danny Roses and Carl Walker's where they're like aggressive and and they they hunt they they press they do everything. We've got a very lethargic sort of profile of player like Eric Dyer against uh, Rashford in the uh, in the United game. Yeah. Like at what point was he going to engage? That that for me was the moment where I said this guy's not centre back. He cannot play centre back. Um and yet yeah just. Buy a centre-back. Like, by default, these players should be better. And if they're not, at least we tried, right? We, we go again. We go again. Trial and error. So what the other clubs do? If you look at Arsenal's team maybe four years ago, I don't think any of those players are still there. And and, and Arteta brought those players in, and then he got rid of them, like the Cedrics and, and all these guys. And he, he's got rid of them, and, and he's got a new-look team now. And, and to be fair, like I said, Arsenal look good. I think they look good. Um, we'll see how we get on this year, how, how they get on this year, how we get on this year, how everyone gets on i mean like we do this every season right we always think that someone's going to just like all these teams are gonna be amazing we say the league's stronger next year but when it comes down to it there's always issues at every club i suppose
1: there is mate but it just feels like we have this same thing happen every single season right didn't it spurs it's every single year because look we will talk about Anteposticoglin. We will talk about some of the good things or things that we are potentially excited about with him. So I don't want people to think I, oh, you <clears> know, <throat> I'm just trying to be negative about all of this. But at the moment, it is hard to escape from the fact that I think it's 20 days till the Premier League starts again, and we still don't have these centre backs in place. And we're, I just like I can't. I just, I just can't wrap my head around it, mate. And it just, if it, yeah. it just, it becomes frustrating that we're having this i think we've had a variation of this type of thing now pretty much since remember the matinho summer when we sold modric and then we're after matinho yeah. an almost perfect almost perfect replacement for for modric and matinho and we just haggled and haggled and haggled and haggled until the deal just didn't get done and then we went into the season with just like a, a gaping hole in our team and it just seems yeah. that like the the people who run the club are far too happy to allow that to happen that it's whether it's that he doesn't want to feel mugged off by another chairman if there's too much ego in there or or what i don't know i'm I'm sort of i I don't get it and i have stuck up for levy you know i have stuck up for because i do think there has been a lot of good there but the thing is i'm losing my patience of it now because we've been told for years now since we're told that White Hart Lane's going to get knocked down, we're going to move to Wembley and go to this new stadium. That sooner or later we will be self-sustaining, we'll be profitable, we'll be making a lot of money. You know, we make like a million pounds a match day or something crazy like that,
0: right? Um, a lot, a lot more than that. Really, go, oh, please, please yeah. do so. Uh, yeah, from from what I know, it's it's uh edging towards about five times more. The match yeah. Day. Yeah. You, you know, we we make we make a lot of money. I think uh, I think what's reported anyway is that we're we're close to five million a match day, and I think Arsenal was the second highest, which was like three point eight million. Uh, I saw that report maybe about two years ago, just when we sort of moved into a new stadium. But um, yeah, I mean, we in terms of what we make as a club, we've got money. We've definitely got money. I know a lot of people say, uh, especially Arsenal fans, they're like, "Oh, you're going through what we went through." No, it's completely different. It's it's not the same era like the amount of money in football there is today just uh, tv revenue alone the the hospitality stuff that we do at spurs is insane it's unreal i've i've had a look at every single like part of that stadium and everything's just unreal i know the sort of money that goes through that club and yeah i mean we, we should be spending it we should be reinvesting it on the pitch i mean these fans we pay so much money and for what like you're paying all this money for a product to see it on the pitch and we don't see it it's like we've got this amazing stadium it's the best stadium in the world like football stadium in the world or in europe at least anyway and yeah all right tickets are gonna be a little bit more expensive but that arena deserves the best football players it deserves the best football it deserves to give the fans like their money's worth and at the end of the day we're paying all this money to watch we're hoping to watch like Start cutting back. Uh, we go to buy, let's say, Bruno Fernandes. We don't do it, and then we end up buying someone else that's just nowhere near as good. And it's just like, for God's sake, man, like, what are we spending money for? Where is it going?
1: Well, that's it, right, isn't it? It's hard, you know, Premier League football is going to be expensive, but it is the fact that we are the most expensive club to go to. Yet, other clubs yeah. that's constantly told, well, no, you can't, you can't expect. Us to spend. Can you imagine can, can you imagine us doing what Arsenal have done this summer if, if we knew we needed a player like Declan Rice and spending £100 million yeah, yeah. Pounds on him? I mean, we could do yeah. with a player like Declan Rice. Why are we not in that kind of conversation? Yeah. Why are we not trying to get a player yeah. like him? I don't, you yeah. know.
0: I mean, yeah, th- this season's a bit different for us because we're not in Champions League or we're sure. not in Europe full stop. But the other seasons, 100%. I mean, when we were in Champions I thought last season uh, when we just pipped him to fourth, I thought that was a, I thought that was a turning point. I thought, Do you know what, we've just blagged top four. We, we weren't playing great football. We got Conte, who's a winning manager, a proven winning manager. Um, back him, give him whatever he wants, and let's go for it. But what we did, we half-hearted it with Conte. We didn't quite get him the plays that he wanted. He wanted Bastoni and plays like that. We ended up getting him Lengle on loan. Um, just little things like that and then obviously Conte started sulking he just completely killed the morale of the club I mean it was halfway through the season where I, I started to hate Conte as well I mean don't get wrong he should have done a lot better with what he had but I sort of get his point as well I know what he said was true and I agree with that but he shouldn't have said it but also why didn't we just back him so then he hasn't got those excuses to to go with I mean like if we got him Bastoni and Whatever other player, then he wouldn't be moaning as much. He'll know what players he wanted to start every week. Um, yeah, and we just we just don't do it. We, we haven't Poch was a big one, right? I mean, Potts should have got backed when he got second place that year. That was the time, that was the moment. We just didn't back him. And, and now look, we're chasing, we're always chasing. 18 months of no signings, and now we need everyone thinks it's funny when I say we need about five players, six players, but <laughs> that's what happens. God, when
1: don't, that's t- what happens when, What players go on, we need cool play. we
0: need two. Well, at one point we needed about ten players. I remember that. So we needed our fullbacks and everything. We need two centre backs in. Uh, yeah. I like Romero. I think he's a proper winner. I think he's an aggressive centre back. I don't think he's the best footballer. I don't think on the ball he's the best player. But he's one of those that he could get you over the line. And and you've seen in some games like Man City and stuff like that where we have to defend a little bit deep and scrap and he's just unbelievable at it he's I mean, so good World at it World Cup
1: final he was class as well so you know yeah like,
0: exactly yeah. He's, got, he's got that aggression again he's got that profile like he's not he's not quite as silky as Toby and Yan, but he's got he's an aggressive defender and he, he's a winner and he's something that we definitely needed and um, yeah I, I think we need two centre backs in 100% and I'm not talking about like uh, Tap Soda and then Leng, Leng I'm talking about Tap Soda and and VDV like I, I think that We just got to get those two over the line, and the thing is, you've got three good centre backs there. If if yeah if if Romero doesn't get into the team anymore, and yeah he was a fifty million pounds centre back. If he doesn't get into the team anymore, so be it. It means that this other guy that came comes in is better than him. So just let 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 them all fight out like that. That's how you create competitiveness. I mean, look at Man City with them. I know we don't have the resources they do, but look at them with Bernardo Silva and Mahrez on that right side, and then Grealish and Foden on that left side. It's just. Everyone wants to fight for their place. And do you know what? When a better player is getting in front of them, they don't moan because they're just like, you know what, he's a good player. What can I do about it? I'll yeah. just try harder. And it creates that competitiveness. So I think we need two centre backs. I, need, I think we need a DM. I think we need a proper defensive midfielder. Every time we've bought a good defensive midfielder, we've had a, a turn for the better. Yeah. Um, Palacios is one that comes to mind. Yeah. I remember when he first joined, his debut was against Arsenal. He was, and we were just like, bloody hell, have we not had this in midfield? And then when wanyama came in he took us to another level him and dembele i still vouch that fit wanyama was just out of this game. Like, he was
1: something else he was an a, unbelievable player fit wanyama he's an
0: animal absolute animal i loved him he was so good and i think we need that definitive like defensive midfielder that guy that's happy to sit back and just be an absolute beast and um arsenal like when they for example i keep bringing them into the story but i think the way they've done that, they've worked their transfers recently, are the best way. I mean, like they got Partey in; he's taken them to another level. Yeah, he had a, se- a season of settling in. Then after that, he just started getting better. They improved a lot more in midfield. They didn't have that little soft core in the middle anymore. They're, they're quite tough to beat. So, and that's what we need again. We need that defensive midfielder. And I think that um that uh, that that sort of Dembélé-esque players, Besumar. I love. I loved watching him at Brighton. Um, even the game against West Ham, I know it's a friendly, but I don't care, man. Like the way he drifts on the ball, it just reminds me a bit of Dembélé. Maybe not as good, but he seems get happy at the as well, him. He, no? Yeah, yeah, he looks happy, which is good. I think that's what uh, Ange's brought to the club a little bit. Just plays that. We've got attacking players, and I think they're all just happy that he wants to play attacking football again. Um, and then I think we need another. Well, we obviously need another striker because I feel like the big man's leaving. <laughs> And I think that we need another winger in there as well. Just uh, left side, the right side. Kulu I love, but he had a tough second half of the season when he came back from injury. I think Bentenko being injured when he came back was a was a big factor as well. I think Kulu had to start making his runs a lot deeper in the game rather than high up the pitch where Bentenko could feed him. And then I think, uh, you know what I think about this left wing position, I think we need to find something there get that superstar Mane or Hazard-esque type of player. What well, about I'm out there.
1: So Alise, apparently he's yeah, got like he's a, quite a good, mil. he's a
0: good player. He's young. I saw that today, actually. Uh, I did see that today. He's, um, he, he's such a good player. So chilled on the ball as well. Like, and for his age, it's ridiculous. But I haven't seen too much of him to like, suggest he'll get to their levels, like that Mane level. Um, but we we need an absolute animal winger, like just someone to come in and just tear teams apart, hang out wide, and and you know those players that defenders, fullbacks just fear going in a one on one with. That's what we need. I think we need that. Right, we can't hide away from this for
1: forever, mate. You've you've just mentioned there that you know you think the big man's going to go, Harry Kane. It's the it's obviously the biggest yeah, transfer story of so. the summer. It feels like it's going to happen, so right? It feels like Bayern will come along and sort of yeah. get it sorted. I mean, yeah. some people are saying that they think it's going to be maybe it's it's for the, for the best that the cloud will be lifted. And I don't, I don't, I do understand what people mean about like the idea of there being a cloud over the club at the moment with that being there. But if you ask Ange Postacoglu, do you want to start this season with or without Harry Kane? Get started today at plushcare.com/slash-weight-loss. That's plushcare.com/slash-weight-loss. Plushcare.com/slash-weight-loss.
0: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That that guy is. um, He. I I feel like everyone thinks Spurs fans are overrating, but I I think I think we underrate him. I think he's he's unbelievable. He's generational talent. He's just he's a one-off. He can do absolutely everything. He can score goals. He can assist. He's uh tactically he's unbelievable. Like he can just rip teams to shreds on his own from deep. Unfortunately, he's got to drop deeper now that we don't have a cam for the last few years. Um, but he's he's taking on that responsibility and he still gets his goals at the same time. I just I just don't see how we're better without him at any point. I mean I've seen people saying oh, it's a blessing in disguise if he leaves, and I'm just thinking, what, what do you mean? I mean yeah, it could work out for the best. Yeah, but that's like that's that's a proper gamble. You're you're just you're just hitting and hoping that we're going to somehow get another Kane in, like a youngster that's going to just take the lead by storm. It's not going to happen. Like, it's very, and if it does happen, it's very unlikely. It's so like five percent chance, something like that. Harry Kane. I mean, we are. There's no one that we can replace. Whoever we bring in when Harry Kane goes, no one will do his job as good as him. Nowhere near it. They just won't. So that's it. If you want my answer on to as to do we sell him this season or not. No, of course we don't. We shouldn't sell him. Keep him for that one more year, let him have a free pick at the end of the season. If we're going to sell him, yeah, 100%. I can't see Daniel leaving that lot. Um, It's either they make 80, 90 million this season or they make nothing next season. It's just a a no-brainer financially for them. Um, But then again, it hinders our chances of getting Champions League football. And I don't think it's a coincidence, by the way, since Harry Kane came came into the pitcher would be in a Champions League team for what, maybe six of the last eight years or something like that, probably yeah. more, I'm not sure, it, there's no coincidence, he's that good, that guy is unreal and
1: this is what it is to me Like I can I don't want to lose him on a three and I'd hate to lose him to especially to another Premier League team on a free. I mean, God forbid, even like a Chelsea or an Arsenal, do you know what I mean, but even seeing him play for Manchester United would turn my stomach, I, I, I wouldn't want to see that yeah.
0: I can't see that happening anyway. Not unless <sighs> the Qataris take over. I mean, my, my 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 big issue with
1: it is, is like there is a sentimental pull for Harry Kane, right? For, for us to Harry Kane, as in, I don't want to lose this guy, he's our best ever player, blah, blah, blah. It will make me sad. But I just sort of feel like, if I look at us last year, Harry Kane's goals are pretty much, and people will say, oh, well, if he wasn't there, somebody else would have scored the goals that's not necessarily true and if we didn't have his goals in our in our team last year we would have been more down where like Chelsea are right kind of just with relegation kind of like uncomfortably close to 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 where we were I mean he is that good he makes the difference for us in that respect that you know I I really I want to I want to get behind Ange Postacoglu. I really want to like Believe in it all and kind of, you know, feel it. And I don't, But I think it's a separate issue, right? I think I just, I worry about the type of void that he is going to leave in our team. I really do, because those goals have to come from somewhere. They just have to, because we're going to concede a fuck of a lot of goals under Postacoglia as well. That's just a fact. Like yeah. Celtic, con- even Celtic conceded loads and they're the only team in the fucking SPL you know G-
0: going back to the Aussie Ardealers days right <laughs> yeah yeah right the so
1: football. I mean do you think there is any risk that like w- people are being too flippant when they just think oh just get rid of Harry Kane we'll be okay because it will sort Antropos will sort
0: it all out mate I, j- I just think it's a defence mechanism I just can't see any I just I just don't understand how people can can even say it like it really frustrates me I sort of I linger on Twitter a little bit and I just sort of see what people are saying I'm like, oh, I really want to respond to them. I just, I just don't see where we're, I don't see how we're better without Kane. And and, and if we do become better without Kane, it's, it's not, nothing's methodical about the process of getting rid of Kane. There was nothing methodical about it. It's just luck. We have to be lucky to be a better team without Harry Kane because he's, yeah. he's everything. And like you said, his goals, yeah, they're really important. Yeah, his assists are really important but it's more than that. He's, he's, when he doesn't score goals, he, he just does. He, he's so good. He's so difficult to play against. If you're a centre-back, you don't want to play against him. He uses his body too well. So you can't really get touched tight to him. But then if you stand off him, he knows how to face the goal and find the ball. His, his overall game is it's just perfect. It's actually near perfect. I mean, the only thing I think he hasn't got is pace. And, and even that, it's like he's got a bit of speed to him, but... That's it. It's just a physical attribute, pace, all right. But everything else is just, he's outrageous. I just can't, Jack, I just can't see it. If we, if we lose him, I just think that we're in a tough position. And I think another reason why, though, that people are quite happy for Kane to go is because they see it as, all right, if Kane goes, then we're going to buy loads of other players, like the two defenders. We'll get two defenders instead of one. We'll get a DM, we'll get a winger, we'll get a cam, another cam. But why is that? that how Daniel Levy's made that into our mentality, like thinking, oh, if we sell this massive player, we can fund the other parts of it. Like you said earlier, why can't we just buy these players while we have Harry Kane? Why can't we just spend that money? And if it doesn't work out next season, all right, don't spend as much. Just buy one player and then look to sell the ones that didn't work out. But yeah, I mean, I just can't see a world where we're better without Kane. just can't see it.
1: I mean, there's every chance that we never see a player of, of his level play for Spurs again right there's every chance that's? I'm not saying we we will have great players we will do we've always had great players we've always had a Modric or a Bale or a Sheringham or a Vanderva or a Berbatov do you know what I mean we've had some brilliant fantastic footballers David Ginola Ledley King but I mean Harry Kane is something else isn't he like he really is something else and the fact that we've the fact that we've inherited a player like that through our academy And just didn't do everything we could to build. These past few years, right, after Pochettino got sacked, after it all kind of fell to shit. And I understand there are some, maybe some mitigating circumstances with the pandemic, with having just built the new stadium. But the fact that we just didn't go all out to think, right, we've only got Kane for a few more years. Build everything you can around him and just win something and it's not it's not yeah. even this whole kind of mentality because people are like oh you've got to stop just begging it for him you know he should want to win it for it's not its not just winning it for Harry Kane it's like I, I realise it's not just winning it for Harry Kane it's winning it for Tottenham and we stand a far greater chance of winning it if we've got him and great players around like we, like we were talking about you know people will say oh he doesn't turn up in cup finals and stuff
0: I don't agree with uh, that that that, that. Yeah, that one annoys me. Well,
1: Haaland, ha- Haaland didn't show up in this Champions League final, but he's he's a treble winner now, so people aren't going to remember that, yep. right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, if they really want to get into it, uh, one of those facts, Thierry Henry hasn't scored in any cup final he's been in, um, or something like that. It was, it was some mad fact like that. And yet... Like, how can, how can you doubt how good he is? <laughs> like, hes I know you won the titles and stuff as well on the side, but again, they had the team around. So when it's not working out for him in a cup final, he's got the players around to chip in and win that cup final for him if he's not in form. And, and we don't have that when Kane's not in form. Yeah, there's been a few cup finals where he's not really been in the game, but if he is in the game, for example, I thought the league cup final, I thought we played well against Man City um, a couple of years ago. Um, and and we were just that end product we just let let him down like someone else should have just stood up but no one did and um, yeah I I don't believe that Kane's the reason for it every game that we go into every cup final we go into we're always the underdog do you know why why we're always the underdog we're always the underdog because Daniel Levy has not got our squad set up in a position to win a trophy we went into a Champions League final with if you look back now Sissoko, Winks, and Deli Ali. I feel bad mentioning Deli Ali after his uh, amazing interview recently, though. That that really like got to me. But um, we went into a Champions League final with those three in midfield. Uh, h- how did we do that? Like, why? We had them belly six months before that. So yeah, I mean, we're just never in a position to win one of these trophies. Unfortunately, that's just how it is. And Kane's not the reason for it. Kane's not the reason for it because he could just go to Bayern now he could go win the title which he will probably do because they win it every year but also they're going to be favourites for the Champions League they're, they're going to be favourites for the Champions League City have won their, t- their Champions League now they're, that um, hunger for it won't be as much Bayern were a really good team last season they just got beaten by a better Man City team and that was the only thing standing in their way I thought Kane being there he'll just take him to another level because he's that good and I think he'll outscore Lewandowski I think he'll hit more numbers than him 100% in that league he's, he's just too good
1: He's an unbelievable player and I, you know, I don't I, I don't have any bitterness towards him wanting to move on now at all because it frustrates me enough seeing you know, seeing Tottenham again have another summer where we're haggling over centre backs and all that type of thing. And you would imagine from coming from his perspective, he'd just be thinking, you know, fuck this, I'm not I can just give my career to this club that does this, that doesn't have any serious sporting ambition because we just don't seem yeah. to right I think that's that's the yeah that's the root cause of it right
0: yeah yeah I mean uh, a lot of a lot of the fans on Twitter that I'm seeing uh, I know Twitter doesn't represent all Spurs fans because I know it's not like that um but yeah from what I see is that people are like why are we why are we like bending over backwards for Harry Kane and, and just like saying oh we want him to leave and go win things or he's got every right to leave and win things I mean, Harry Kane is he's, he's unbelievable. Like, he he deserved, to be fair, the guy deserves to leave us because our ambition does not match his ability. It's just as simple as that. And I hate to say it, but he's bigger than us. <laughs> he's just too good. He's too good. And, and and this is based on... This isn't based on the Spurs as a club. It's based on our, our mentality from the owners. And by the looks of things, Daniel Levy doesn't want to win trophies. He's happy with trying to get a top four spot and make a bit of money. That's how it is. So if that's his mentality, then I'm sorry, but he represents the club and that's what we are. We're just not we're just not at that level in terms of ambition. And Harry Kane, if he wants to leave, completely get it. I can't have anything bad to say about him. It's a, Yeah, it's a shame, man. It it, it, it kills me a bit because I feel like these last eight years, we've just wasted it a little bit. Six, seven years, whatever it was, I just feel like we've wasted it a little bit. We We should have stepped up and we just back. We just never took that plunge that Liverpool did that season when they bought four big players in.
1: Well, look, mate. Look, we we haven't got any control over this stuff, right? So it's not worth. Like you were saying, yeah, you, know, you can't you can't wind yourself up too much about it, as annoying as it is. You have to try and just whatever focus on the bits of joy you can get from football, right? And, and try and focus on the fun bits. So yep. with Ange Postacoglu we know he's a he's a he's a guy that likes an underdog right and there's there's certain things about his character that i feel from the things i've read whereby you know when he was in charge of australia when he was in charge of um brisbane raw that he has sort of drummed into his players like everyone thinks you're a joke everyone kind of is having a laugh at us let's go and show them You've got to hope that some of that can bleed through into Tottenham, right? I mean, are you are you happy with his appointment? Are you looking forward to maybe what we can achieve? Or do you just think the game is too far rigged the other way now that, you know, what we are... what Because, look, my fear is that, like, I, I I had some of the best times of my life watching Martin Yole as Tottenham manager. Him taking Tottenham from being some mid-table, also-ran club to a team that fought for a Champions League place. Didn't get it. Lasagna, all that shit. But I remember being like, hmm. "Wow, we're actually suddenly a, a serious team." Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing like after the f- past years. Number one, I'm looking forward to seeing Ante like actually play football. Right? I, not, well, not him <laughs> personally. I mean, I don't think we're that desperate yet. But like,
0: <laughs> but like, <It's laughs> like Neville Southall,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that type of football at least coming back to Tottenham. But I don't really know like what are we hope like. Are we hoping for a strong top six finish to build on that? But is the club gonna? Do you, I, do you know what I mean? I don't know, mate. I, I don't really know yeah, what I, I'm looking forward to at the moment. If you get what I mean? Do
0: you, do you know what? Going back to your question, whether I thought it was a good appointment? Uh, no. It, based on what was available, I wanted Nagelsmann. He was the best. was the best one that we could have gone for in terms of what he's done previously. He's a young manager. He's a he's an ambitious manager. I think he, he wasn't even a player, right? Then he just then he just become a coach through like university or something like that. It's something mad like that. I don't know how they do it in Germany. I think like Klopp's gone through the same sort of like courses and stuff like that. So he sort of took the long route um, into management and he smashed it. And he absolutely smashed it, got the Bayern job. A lot of Bayern fans were pissed off when he got sacked. They were all quite shocked with it. Uh, really Nagelsmann should have been the one, but do you know what, when we appointed him, it's only because I knew nothing about him, this guy's been at Celtic, he's Australian, you know all of these, he's Greek, I'm allowed to say that because I'm Greek, so you know. Um, <laughs> but do you know what, He uh, in Dubai we've got loads, loads and loads of Celtic supporters, and uh, a few of them are my close mates, and I've also got uh, two really close mates, season ticket holders that are in Scotland. Um, and they messaged me saying, "If you lot take our manager, I'm gonna like bat you, basically." And it was just—you don't like, want to hear that from a like, Glaswegian, do you? Like... <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Not these boys either. Um, and and they was they, they just they sort of like sold him to me a little bit. They were just saying, "You know how much like Celtic fans loved Brendan Rodgers, the way we played our football and all of that stuff." This guy's on a different planet to Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers was good, and and I, I like Brendan Rodgers by the way. I think he's a good manager. Um, I thought he could have been one of the candidates. I know he got uh, Leicester relegated, but that's another thing. Um, But they were just saying like, this guy, the way he gets you playing football, it's so new, like with the inverted fullbacks, they go inside, which means that when you do lose the ball, your whole middle is so congested, you win the ball back quickly. Um, He likes aggressive players. And then he's got his wingers all the way out wide. And he goes, honestly, we just, there's always an option out wide they were just saying like you'll see you and i saw it against west ham i saw it in in moments when the ball kept going out wide to solomon on the left and there was always another option and we created so many chances in that i know it's a friendly game but um we created so many chances and it was just so good to see for the first time and it was players that were trying to play in between the lines which is another thing but these guys are all just saying like honestly this guy after these first few interviews you're going to love him he's so straightforward and he's not going to just be at Spurs happy to be there. He's going to actually be there to do a job. He's, he's, he's obviously probably grateful he's got the job, but he's not going to just sit there looking around like, oh my God, look, look, I've made it. He's not like that. He's very, very strict. And and um, and, and from what I've heard, with, uh, well, I've read some reports from some of the players uh, online and I've heard a few bits from people that work at Spurs. And... Um, like uh, they only got to meet him briefly, but everyone was just saying like he, he's quite he's quite shrewd, he's quite straight to the point sort of thing. Doesn't really say a lot, which is shocking because I think when he's in his interviews, I think that I thought that he was going to just talk a lot, and he's he, he was just talking quite a lot. He's like quite exciting to listen to, but apparently he's like he, he's not there to just be mates with everyone. He's there to to like coach these players and make them better. And um, yeah, I've got I, I'm I'm quite excited to be fair um, for this season. I think that we're going to try and play good football. But we've got hard six fixtures, man. And and if the momentum's not with us, it could just be a downward spiral and it's hard to get out of. We've been in it before uh, with Ramos. uh, After we won that League Cup, we sold Berbatov and Keane in the space of a week, I think, or two weeks. But then afterwards, the two points in eight games. And then when you're on that downward spiral, it's hard to bounce out of it. But you know what? If we could get a win against Brentford away, I think that sets us up for the next six games. I think you go home to... Man United, and I think the fans really get behind it and will cause problems. Like, I think will cause problems uh, when that stadium gets loud. It gets flipping loud. So, um, yeah, but on the other hand, we lose to Brentford. You don't want to play United next, right? So it's just, uh, <laughs> and you still don't know who they're going to buy. And then we we'll see how we get on. But I, I'm quite I'm quite optimistic with him, to be fair. And, and you know what I'm like, I'm quite negative normally, but this one, I, I do like him, I like the way he speaks. Um, I like that he's a proper coach and he likes to play forward, everything in between the lines. Just little little things that he says and um, I like it. I like the way he mentions profile of player when he was speaking about Yudogi and is uh, that his name? Destiny Yudogi? Yeah. And um, and Poro, is like, I like I like those two players. I think they'll be great fullbacks. They're both the exact profile of player that I want which is aggression, pace, strength and that's what they both are. So yeah, man, optimistic to be fair but we'll see how it goes. After the first 10 minutes against Brentford way I'm going to probably want him out. And, uh, so, you
1: know. he, he, he dealt with the German reporter pretty well, I thought. I quite liked that. Yeah, brilliant, I, love that. Everyone was losing that. their asses on Twitter, but I was sort of saying, like, he's dealt with it. Like, the manager's don't. You don't need to yeah, go yeah. at in this reporter being like, you fucking... Like, you know, Ange just said to yeah. him, yeah, you, you got a big laugh out of that, mate. Well done, you've come a long way. Nice one, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, patronised him. I loved it. Uh, yeah. You know what? I absolutely love that. Patronised him, just didn't give him the time of day if he reacted it would have been an even bigger story um and, and he just barely reacted he just said you're done <laughs> like are you done mate you like piss off now you child <laughs> that's what it was like that's how it felt and it's good because now that guy he must he must feel a little bit stupid and apparently he's pissed off that we've stopped letting him come to the presses but do you know what it is what it is man show a bit of respect be a bit professional you're there to ask football questions not to hold up a, a shirt with came and came on this, the back of the can show, you imagine
1: just... can you imagine Dan Kilpatrick rocking up at like <laughs> do you know I mean rocking <laughs> up at Brentford's ground holding up an Ivan Tony shirt <laughs> with you know Tottenham <laughs> Ivan Tony one like it just what was he thinking yeah, I, yeah. I understand that the paper he's from build I think is like the sun do you know what I mean that's yeah, kind yeah, of supposed yeah. to be it's like it's a trash. German the sun so I get it but yeah. you could just imagine on that human level that flight home from fucking Thailand as well he must have been like questioning his choices he was probably thinking like yeah. god you know i wanted to be a serious journalist i wanted to like write great big kind of like you know sports illustrated type editorials of these different players and maybe a few books and then maybe have my own tv show but instead he's been sent out to thailand to hold up a harry kane by munich shirt <laughs> exactly. and- if and you, just be belittled by the manager, you know.
0: Yeah, I loved it. He, he just shut it down straight. Honestly, like little things like that are why I'm quite optimistic with this manager. I Quite like him. I mean, I hope it works out. It might not. I mean, we're gonna have a tough season, I think, if Kane goes. But yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic. Just based on like little things like that. Like he's just, he was just good with the media. Like he just shutting down. And if there was ever like a a physical representation of clickbait that build journalist was literally that wasn't he he's like it was just the most clickbait thing i've ever seen yeah, yeah and Ange basically looked at it as if to say mate grow up like this is pathetic what is this um but yeah no i mean I, i'm 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 excited like i said the little things that he says um just the glimpses of that i know it's one pre-season friendly no one goes by pre-season friendlies i love judging us by pre seasons i know sometimes we're like we yeah. all the pre-seasons and then we start shit but you know what it's just it's just the style of play it's not the result it's it's the way we want to play, we lost the game actually, we lost 3-2, so um, we, we know what needs fixing, we know our defence is not good, we know that's why we're in for two centre-backs. Um, but in terms of like the forward stuff, we create chances man, and that's all that matters to me, I think we had 31 shots on goal, and I think they had four and they scored three of them, but we've never had 31 shots on goal, not for a long time, and it's because we're so deep and we've got players that just don't like to play on the front foot, but. I thought Madison and Basuma in particular, like them yeah, two. It's just good to see good, them two in Yeah, I mean it's just it's just good footballers, man. Like Did you see what I, Madison was saying I've...
1: about Basuma the other day?
0: <clears throat> no, what did he say? I didn't see actually. It, he
1: just he said it took him by surprise, like how big a personality Basuma is at Spurs and just actually what he's like. He's like he's a he's a real driven winner. He's so competitive and he's like yeah. he's on it. And I think the two of them, they 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 were what excited me most out of that game. The way they linked up was Yeah, they were really
0: wicked, good. man. I, I, I thought Solomon was good as well on the left wing. Yeah, I thought yeah, he was yeah. a very direct. I mean like, yeah, it might not be the finished article, but he was direct. We, we haven't gotten to play with a winger for for like three or four years now since like Jose came in. Because Son's become, he's not really a winger anymore. He's more of an inside forward. He almost plays as the last man. He's effectively the striker at Spurs now. And Kane's had to take responsibility of the number 10 just a bit deeper. Um, so we've sort of missed having that player that sits out wide, and do you know what? That's uh, you, you know I'm you know, I'm very like controversial with Sun, <laughs> but um, what, one thing I'm looking forward to is uh, Big Ange with Sun, because he likes his wingers wide, hugging the touchline, and we haven't seen Sun out wide in a long time, and uh, I think I feel like Sun's lost a little bit of that ability to beat a player in a one-on-one because he he doesn't put himself in those situations anymore because he plays on the last man nowadays and waits for those diagonal balls from Harry Kane. So he's completely changed his game since uh, Jose came in because it all of a sudden that that season it took off, some were scoring big goals in big games, Uh, Kane was supplying it, them two together were just scoring so many goals and um, assisting each other. And then from then on I think we just didn't look back and it just stayed like that. But I feel like it killed Kane a little bit because yeah, you're building around sun as your striker but you should be building around kane there because kane's better than sun in that position like can score 51 goals 12 months in that position if you get the right support around him and uh i i think i i really want to go back to that and with madison there now i feel like kane could just stay forward a little bit more and when kane's in the box man like that little shifting shot a uh, little shift and shoot that he does where he's just like don't, don't do it to yourself, out his feet and then snaps at it no don't no do it no, to no yourself, step, don't do step. it to yourself but but, but you know but if... it'll be interesting to see how some plays out wide um with, with Ange, like getting him back out on the left wing and seeing what he's like oh, back well I, 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 I just wonder
1: up. don't you think though maybe if kane goes he might stick son at the kind of center point of the attack
0: yeah i, I really don't want that man uh, one of my one of my criticisms of Son is, I, I feel like he's, I call him the Asian Darren Ben. I feel like if he doesn't score, he's done nothing. It's just, it, 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 like he, he doesn't get involved in games enough. And I feel like it's like playing with 10 men when you've got Son, but then he might score. And when he scores, you sort of forget about the performance. And then in the game, you're like, oh, we were awful. But yeah, but it's fine, we still got the win. And it's just like, that's not enough sometimes. You need the performance in there as well. And um, yeah, I just can't have him as that focal point up front. I just want to see what he's like back out wide on the left wing. I thought his earlier seasons at Spurs where he wasn't scoring all these goals, I thought it was quality then when he showed his pace out wide. Uh, maybe he's getting older. Actually, no, he's getting younger, isn't he? Uh, South Korea have just uh, changed the age range. So I think he's yeah he's actually younger now. But um, yeah, maybe he's lost that little yard of pace. I don't know. It, it, it sounds like um, he's going
1: to get made captain, though. A lot of stuff Poster has been saying today about him. I don't know if you've heard yeah. any of that.
0: Yeah, I, I saw that. I'm, 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 not a fan. I've always you know. thought a captain should be one of those. No, no, I, I saw that. You're bang on it. <laughs> but for me, it's just like I've always liked my captains to be a person that leads by example, someone that's just the best player on the pitch. I don't think he's the best player on the pitch personally, um, or someone that's the the loudest, like the the personality. The problem is I don't know who else it goes to um, if Kane's not there. So. It's it's one of those. It's it's basically a toss up. So I can't say someone else is better suited than Sun. I just I just don't know where it goes to. Could you give it to Romero? Just because he's a bit nuts? I, I don't know because he loses his head and sometimes it's not. He doesn't set the best example, right? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I think I'll just keep Kane, man. Just keep Kane. Give him the captain's band. Just but it's,
1: it, not, it's not it's not going to stay, mate. And like, who else do you make <laughs> captain if? It's got to be Sonny. That
0: Everyone loves him.
1: All the players love him. They're all gra- like, they all gravitate towards him.
0: You can't yeah, take it'll be that a tough away one. from him. It'll be a tough one to argue with. Um, I just, you'd, you'd have some clogger like, like Hojbjerg, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, well, no, this is it. Like, I, I know that he's the sort of personality that would get the captaincy, but I just don't like him as a player. I just don't think he's very good. don't think he's mobile enough. Uh, side-to-side passer. Um, yeah it's just it's just not really my thing but yeah I, ju- I just if son gets it it's it, again I think it's just by default because I just don't think there's anyone else that could t- could take it away from him um, yeah so it's a tough one
1: look ultimately what is a good season for Tottenham mate like wh- wh- this year what are you happy with George personally Tottenham doing are I- you happy if Tottenham finish sixth this year you know right.
0: I, I want to see us I want to see us No, nah, I won't be happy with 6th uh, and and if we come 6th I want it because uh, I I want to get 6th where you're maybe 2 or 3 points behind top 4 uh, we need to challenge for top 4 it's it's there to be it's there to be got at I mean I know everyone thinks that Newcastle and United are going to just get that top 4 I don't think it's as simple as that honestly I think and I know this is going to be very like yeah Luz, the is Spurs fan but if Ben Tanker didn't get injured last year I think we get top four. I, I think it's as simple as that, mm. and I think people overcomplicate it with uh, like tactical decisions and all that. I mean, like yeah, Conte was an arsehole so I'm I'm happy he's gone, but they all think it's tactical. Do you know what? Just if you've got your best players on the pitch, you've just you're just a better team. It, it's just simple as that. Nothing tactical can outdo how good a player can be on the pitch. And Bentenko was the most informed player in our team, along with Kane, and then he got that injury. And once he, once we lost him, that's when we completely dropped our our levels. We, I mean, we were, we were quite high up. we were like challenging for first, right, at that at that point. And then he got injured, and all of a sudden we just dropped off completely. And and you're not just losing a top player, Bentenko. You're losing Bentenko, and then you're replacing him with a player that's nowhere near his level. And Skip, I mean, yeah, like lo- loads of people think Skip's good. Others have got like uh, they don't think is as good, but. And this is no disrespect to Skip, it's just that he's not at Benton Kerr's level, right? And nor is Heuberg. So you're, you're going from one end of the spectrum of quality playing midfield, especially when you've only got two midfielders playing because of that stupid system. But, and, and we lost Basuma at the same time. We lost Basuma at the same time as Benton Kurs. That could have been the moment that Basuma shows himself. And then we lost him. So we were just really unlucky in that sense. I mean, yeah, I, I thought we could have got top four. So this year, honestly, I think we need to be challenging for top four. That's that's a successful season to me, playing good football on the front foot, something to be proud of again I suppose, right?